This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. All right, guys, I'm super excited. This first episode, for those that have been with me for a while, have heard me talk about this, and it is really the importance of pen to paper, managing your time, uh, that whole world has truly changed my ability to not lose my mind <laughs> and to succeed. And let me explain to you why. So first and foremost, studies have shown that pen to paper, the way that you process information is different. You're able to remember things better. Look it up. It's like a whole thing. And what is happening in our society and the way that we function today is that we have removed pen and paper. As we know, everything's done on the computer, our phones, iPad, we're watching TV, you know, all the things, even our, our cars are like smart cars now. Like we're, we're there, there are people that legitimately don't write on paper almost ever. And you know, I just think it's so sad. Like, I think we kind of have to get back to basics a little bit, but it really truly has changed how I function. And let me tell you why and how I do it and how you can do it to not only hit your goals, but find a good balance in life, which I think ultimately is the bigger goal, right? So this whole thing started when my youngest was born. When he was born, he was not an easy baby. He would not sleep really well. He wanted to be held all the time. And I had a newborn. I had a one-year-old because they were two under the age of two. And then my oldest was six. So you can go ahead and imagine what kind of survival mode I had put myself in. And then of course the baby that wouldn't sleep. So that was real fun. And I went to like a therapist. I forget what it was, but it was basically me being like, this must be postpartum depression. Like this is not normal. I'm like losing my mind. And after the first meeting with her, she said, you have anxiety and extreme sleep deprivation. And I was like, what? Like just the word anxiety was foreign to me. I had never experienced it. And then this whole like extreme sleep deprivation. I was like, that sounds a really fancy way of just saying I'm tired. Uh, But basically she explained the combination was what was making me lose my mind. So she said, you need to get sleep. You have to sleep. So I had to like cut out my early morning workouts and just, just try to sleep as much as possible, which was like not happening. Now looking back, I'm like, regardless of money or anything, I should have got help 
you know, like looking back, I'm like, that was so stupid. Like I should have got help. I should have got sleep for a few months. Like I really should have done it differently. But I think it was almost like a pride thing. Like I can do this motherhood thing. Like I've got this all by myself or what, you know, whatever. Cause my husband would go to work and I'd be alone with the little ones. But for me, part of trying to gain control and get things back to normal, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a planner. (laughs) So I remember I ordered this actually really expensive leather planner online. I think it was like $80 or something crazy. Now I'm like, don't do that. Just get like a notebook. But I got this planner. It came and I was like, that's it. Like I'm going to plan our days. I'm going to get organized. We're going to figure this out. Like we can't live like this. And the planner came. Of course, you can plan your days all day long and babies are going to, you know, mess that up real quick. And definitely your nights make no sense. But that was where I'd started. And even though I couldn't plan things perfectly with babies and that stage of my life, it started to get me to think hour by hour, every half an hour, every 15 minutes and start to really see where my day was going. So that was kind of the start of it. The other thing I did when that planner came was I started to plan goals for my 30s because I was about to turn 30. So Rush came in June. My birthday is September. I turned 30. Uh, Rush is my youngest. And I was like, okay, I did pretty much all the things I wanted to do in my 20s. What do I want to do in my 30s? And so that also became a big part of this planner where I was brainstorming and trying to figure out kind of these big, big goals for the next decade. So that's where this whole thing came from and truly changed my life. I honestly dedicate a lot of my success with my business and with other things in my life to it all coming back to this time management piece. So here's what I do. And it's been six, seven years now of doing this. I have a planner and every night, before I go to bed, I sit down and I plan my next day. So the first thing I do, I obviously plug in the things that are already planned. So let's say I have a doctor's appointment or the kids have a soccer practice or, you know, the things I know have to happen at a certain time in the day, I plug that in first. And then I plan every 30 minutes from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And I think that's super important because a lot of people will plan, quote unquote, their work day, basically nine to five, and then leave everything else out. But I think it's super important that you do the whole entire day because you're not only planning work, kids, your workouts, but you're also planning in relaxation, self-care. And then the big one that most adults especially women will skip over is fun. It's like, it's almost like we're like, okay, self-care, deal with the kids, do my work, da, 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 da. And then we forget about having fun. So fun needs to get plugged in. I suspect that most women have to take time to actually figure out what fun is for them. Myself included, I had to do this. And I think it's really important that you analyze this because society will tell us 
what we're supposed to think is fun. And then people around us will also tell us what's fun. So for example, uh, for our honeymoon, my husband was scuba certified and we were in Belize, going to Belize Blue Hole, which if you don't know, they're famous for their diving. It's stunning. It's clear waters. It's warm, beautiful sea life. And so he was like, you need to get certified. And I'm like, okay. So I got certified. I took the test. I passed, blah, blah, blah. We went diving at the Blue Hole. And for me, it was a cool experience. Yes. A bucket list check. Yes. Do I consider it fun? No. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. But he thinks it's super fun. Like, it's totally his thing. So that's where you have to kind of brainstorm and try things and see, you know, is this something I like? Is this a hobby I want to do? Do I really enjoy this? Like, I know people that hate massages. I love a good massage. Like, I would totally, I mean, that's more like self-care. But you know what I mean? Like, you, you just have to think outside the box. And I think also a lot of us have to try new things. So make sure you figure out what's fun for you and start plugging that in your days, your weeks, your months. The other thing with doing this, it's going to be really hard at first because you're going to go to plan your day and you're not, you might not even know how long it takes you to do something. For example, you might try to block out time to do laundry and you're like, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. Like how long does it take to fold laundry, put it away, hang everything? I don't know. It's probably different for everyone. It probably depends how much laundry you're doing. So my next tip is to time yourself. You know how long it takes you to get from your house to work, to be on time. You know how long your workouts are. Most people know it's like 45 minutes. It's an hour. Some people like to do an hour and a half. My husband does like these like crazy long workouts. I'm like, what are you doing in there for an hour and a half? But like he knows like that's his thing. He likes to do a really long cardio and his weights. And that's his thing. For me, 45 minutes is like the sweet spot, maybe an hour. But we know these things because we've timed ourselves. You timed yourself driving to the kids' school, knowing that, that you don't want them to be late, right? So why are, why are we not doing this with everything else in our life, right? So I challenge you to start planning your days, but also know it's going to be really hard at first because you don't know how long it takes you to do most tasks. And if you And once you start timing yourself, you will start to see, oh, this doesn't even take that long. Um, you know, for example, uh, after the kids leave in the morning and the kitchen is a mess and dishes everywhere and we just had breakfast and da da da, it takes me probably 12 minutes to put the dishes away, clean up, wipe the counters, put everything back in its place, push the chairs in, you know, put everything literally back in place. I know now that it takes like 12 minutes and it's no big deal. Where before it's like, you're just like, oh, look at this mess. I don't have time for this, right? So as you get going, it's going to take time, but start timing yourself and you will start to see how quickly you can fill silly tasks into empty spaces. So that's huge. Don't get discouraged if at the beginning you're planning your days and your days start to go sideways. It's just because you've never done it before. You've never been consistent with it. And again, you don't know how long things take. So there is a little bit of a a learning curve. It takes time. 
The other thing I really like to do is highlight by color each tap, like each thing you're doing. So for example, have everything work-related be yellow. Everything kids and family is green. Everything fun is purple. And then what happens is when you look back on your days, your weeks, your months, if you're a visual person like me, you can start to see, oh, wow, there's a lot of yellow and it's time to have a little more balance. Or, wow, when's the last time I hung out with my friends? It's been three weeks. It's been six weeks. It's been whatever. So it starts to become really eye-opening. For me, when I started doing that piece of it, I noticed that I thought I was working out and moving my body more than I was. So that was big where I was like, oh, okay, I'm not working out as much as I thought I was. And for me, I like to, you know, working out, moving my body is all kind of one thing. So one day it might be walking the dog. The next day it's weights. The next day it's doing Legree on our, I have a, we have a gym here at our house, by the way, if you can get a gym in your home, it's game changer. I mean, I've saved so much time just driving back and forth to a gym or to a studio. Um, so yes, we got a Legree machine, which is basically kind of like Pilates, but it's not. So yeah, I try to mix it up where I'm moving my body every day now, but it doesn't have to be like a hardcore workout where before I think I was doing a harder workout, but it wasn't consistent. And now I try to move my body every day. So when you start to plan your day and then possibly do the color coding that, you know, that's kind of like give or, you don't have to do that piece, but it's kind of, some people love it back to being visual. Um, and then some people, you know, they could take it or leave it. But either way, as you start planning your days, it's huge. You start to see, okay, I thought I was doing good, but I'm wasting three hours looking at TikTok. You know, it's like, why? Why are you wasting your evenings doing something so silly when you could be having fun with your husband or, um, you know, reading a book or doing a project you want to do when the kids are not bothering you or, you know, whatever. So really, this just gets you to a place where you're not wasting time on things that don't matter. I think a lot of times when we think about time management and planners, we instantly think more hustle, more work. But in reality, the more structured you become, the more time you have to relax, to have fun, to do self-care, to do nothing. I mean, um, you know, you're able to plan in having a cup of tea and looking out the window. Like, bizarre, right? Like most people that hustle and are busy, they're like, what? I don't have time for that. But you're going to get there. You just have to start structuring your days. The other thing that happened with me being structured like this and planning my days was I became a better communicator where I was able to say to my staff or my kids or my husband, you know, hey, I really need this by three o'clock tomorrow because I need to get this project done on social media before my kids come home from school. Or I could say to my husband, like, look, I have to do X, Y, and Z tomorrow, but, you know, Mason has a baseball game and da da da, let's plan our day. And everything just goes more smoothly because I'm able to communicate to the people in my life these are the things I need to get done, these are the priorities, let's figure this out. Um, the other thing I was doing, so I actually switched this a little bit, but I was, what I was doing originally was I was 
planning out what I'm going to eat for the day the night before. And that was huge because I was able to just kind of roll through my day, eat healthy, take care of myself and not think about it. I hated planning food and cooking and all of that. What I do now that has actually worked really well for the family is we grocery shop every Wednesday and Sunday and I meal, I plan out our meals between grocery trips. So if I'm shopping on a Wednesday, I'm planning the meals for, so the groceries will show up on a Wednesday. So we'll have dinner Wednesday night. I'll have to figure out the meals for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday's lunch, and then more groceries show up Sunday. So that has completely been a game changer for the whole family because my husband knows what's happening for dinner. The kids know what's happening if they ask, which sometimes they don't even care to ask. And I don't have to think about food at all because it's already been planned and it's already been ordered and it shows up at our door or sometimes I go in person, but you know, again, it saves time. And if I'm planning and I'm looking and I'm ordering, I'm not grabbing like pointless snacks and things like that. You know, the other trick I want to say with food that I love is when you're going to like, let's say you're going to go meet your girlfriends for lunch tomorrow. Look at the menu ahead of time and see, okay, I'm really trying to be healthy after this lunch with my friends. I have a bunch of things I want to get done. I don't want to feel sluggish. I don't want to feel tired or bloated. So I know I'm going to get like the chicken chop salad. So when I walk in and I order, I know what I'm going to get. Where what happens if you don't do that ahead of time? You sit down with a group of people, you're starving, you don't really have time to look at the menu, everyone's chit-chatting, and then they're ordering burgers and you order a burger and then by two o'clock you're falling asleep because you had this huge greasy lunch that you didn't really even want in the first place. So that's my little tip on like eating out. You know, you don't have to like eat perfectly. That's not, that's not my point at all. But if you have certain health goals, fitness goals, everyday hustle goals, then you probably want to think about these sorts of things. And when you start to plug food into your daily planning, then it takes all the guesswork out of it. So that's been really huge too. The other thing I love to do is have a notebook. The notebook, the first thing I do is I plan my goals for the year on the first page, which is what we talked about at the beginning. Um, You can do that right now get a notebook tomorrow and just plan out your goals for the rest of the year. Does not have to be January 1st, you know, that whole thing. But just put all your goals down. It could be a small goal. It could be a big goal. Maybe you want to run a half marathon. Maybe you want to organize your whole home. Maybe it's a small, you know, whatever. Just put it all in there. And really it kind of, it's almost like therapeutic because you get it out off your mind and you're like, okay, these are my goals. This is what I'm going to do. And you can always look back on it too because it's at the beginning of your notebook. And then I like to make my to-do lists and from the to-do list make other to-do lists. So for example, let's say something on your to-do list is to rebuild your website for your business. Take that bullet item off your to-do list and make its own to-do list. So what is it going to take for you to build this new website? You're probably going to want a photographer to come take all new photos. You Maybe you want to talk to a graphic designer about updating your logo and your branding because it's super dated. Maybe you need to hire someone to do some coding for you because you don't know how to do 
the specific coding that you need for the site. Um, maybe you want to meet with your team and brainstorm on what could be functioning better on the site, right? So you make this other to-do list on this one project and you're able to stay focused on all the tasks needed so that then you can go back to your big to-do list and cross that item off when you're finally done. So that's a big one I love to do in notebook. The other thing I like to do is brainstorm. Um, I think here's what here's what happens. I think we get older and a lot of this stuff goes to the wayside. Critical thinking goes away, brainstorming, being creative, all that kind of goes to the wayside. And I think we really need to bring it back. You don't have, I mean, this isn't just for people that run a business or they're into marketing and branding or they're artists or musicians or whatever. It could be anything. And sometimes it all it, all it takes is pen to paper and just, just free flow your thoughts. And all of a sudden you go, oh, this all clicks. This all came to something. Um, a good example I have, I did a big brainstorming session when I launched my business, Lemon. I didn't know it was going to be called Lemon. I just knew I wanted to open a gift shop and I needed to figure out the logistics of what the business is going to be called. And you have to have a business name before you can officially become a business. So I remember taking my notebook. I would write different you know, names down. I would say them out loud to see what it sounds like. And then I was also doodling like logos. And, you know, for example, when I liked the name Lemon, I was writing it in cursive. I was writing it in bold. I was writing it in all caps. I was trying to think visually, what is it going to look like? Um, Side note for anyone that's trying to come up with a brand, it's really important that you think of all aspects of it. Not only what's the name going to be, what is it going to sound like? Is it easy to spell? Can, can someone look at it and remember it by not only reading it, but maybe some sort of visual? Um, what colors do you want? Like all the things become your brand and all the things matter. Um, one of my businesses had our last name attached to it and no one could spell it. No one could say it. No one like it was like this whole thing. It's um, our last name is Weymouth. And it was like, what's the name of the business? So, you know, it's like thinking of things that are easy to spell and remember and all these things. So I really did have to brainstorm and write everything down. The biggest thing that came out of that brainstorming session was not only that I chose the name Lemon for my store, but I started drawing what I wanted the logo to look like. I just started getting this visual of what I wanted and I took a picture of the drawing and I sent it to the graphic designer and said, I want something like this. And to this day, that's our logo. That's our sign. And I love it still to this day. And I always think like, God, if I wouldn't have brainstormed and I wouldn't have like drawn out these ideas and I would have just let a graphic designer give me ideas what I, we probably wouldn't have even had this logo you know what I mean like it's really interesting to think that it all came from me doodling in a notebook so don't shy away from it it's not childish it's it really gives us um control over our thoughts 
where we can somehow get it out on paper. And I think, you know, a lot of people will also do gratitude journals for this reason, where they're able to put things out and positivity out into the world and it makes them look at things in a better way. Um, I know a lot of therapists will also tell their patients to write their feelings down. And I think there's something to do with getting your feelings out on paper and actually writing it and seeing it and doing it that releases, you know, negative feelings or anger or sadness. You know, it's, it's, I think it's really interesting if you really think about it. Um, the other thing is I like to unload like to-do lists or thoughts or stressors onto paper before I go to bed so I could sleep better, which I think a lot of people know this trick, but I also think that's part of the beauty of doing the planner is that you do it before you go to bed. So you're planning your day, you have a schedule, you get all your thoughts out, you get your to-do list, you know, listed out or checked off or updated or whatever you need to do. And then that's it. You shut you shut off your mind and you go to bed. And I think also part of the beauty with planning your days is that you're planning your bedtime, you're planning your wake up so that you are starting to see um, that you're not getting enough sleep, plan more sleep time and Are you getting quality sleep? And things like that that really matter to our overall health and well-being. So I can't even like express to you guys enough how much this whole thing has changed my life. I I had someone once say to me, oh yeah, I always get a planner. And then like, I just don't do it. Like I just, this doesn't work for me. And I'm like, well, yeah you have to do it. You can't just like buy a planner and then have it just sit there collecting dust. You have to make an effort every single day to sit down and plan your days. It's kind of like getting a gym membership and then not going to the gym. It's like, well, obviously it's not going to work if you don't do it. You know, it's like, but it's funny because we, we make it up in our mind that like, oh, it doesn't work for me. Like planners don't work for me. It's like, well, that's like that's like saying like drinking water doesn't work for you like you you know it's like well you have to train yourself to drink a lot of water and eliminate the other drinks that you're drinking you know it's like everything is building habit and it's almost like a muscle you have to do and I'm not gonna lie like I have periods of time where I get away from the planner and then I I notice a difference and then I go back to it especially kind of being like in between with lemon with closing California before launching here in Tennessee there has been a little bit of like what's the point you know but there's always a point um I used to only do the planner for work days Monday through Friday and then as the kids got older and we got into sports and all these activities I was like we have to do it on the weekend too and even if you're trying to have like a lazy day with the kids for example I still like to plan the day You know, like, let's say you want to have, like, an ice cream party with the kids at the house. Well, you still have to plan for that. You have to go get the ice cream and the toppings and the cones. And, you know, it's like everything in life still takes a little bit of planning, you know? So it's like, yeah, plan those lazy days, but plan it. That's the key word, plan it. You know, the like, I think the one way I could explain it best to people that maybe like are still like I don't know I don't get it it's like think about when you were in high school 
and you had a schedule and the, you know, you'd go like first period and then the bell would ring and you know, you're going to second period and like, you know, that second period is math and you know that you have a math test today and then you know, your next period is English. Uh, You know, it's like you had a schedule. You never, there's no stress. You just got up. You did your thing. You did, you know, I used to wake up really early in high school and go to gymnastics practice first and then go to school. But I had this like beautiful routine and there was no stress and I would just run through my days. Like it was just so perfect. But that sort of structure that children need, we as adults need too. Maybe it doesn't need to be as structured. We don't need a teacher telling us what to do and a bell ringing, but we have to make our own schedules, especially if you work for yourself or you have this like flexibility to your day. You can really fall victim to wasting time and then being really stressed out at 4, 5, 6 p.m. because you didn't do anything or you didn't do enough all day, you know? So being able to structure your days, it gives you this like relief. By the end of the day, you're like, whew, I did all the things, including rest. And now I get to plan my day tomorrow. It's almost like you get more excited. You're like, oh, let me plan my day tomorrow. Like I want to get like a really good workout in. Let me see if I can plan it. Do I have time for one? You know, like it's, you get kind of pumped on it. So this is my big one. If this is for everybody, but especially if you're struggling with hitting some of your goals, if you feel stuck, like this, this is step one, like, and, and it's such a good continuous step. Like it's not something, it's almost like waking up in the morning and making your bed every single day. And sure, someone could say, what's the point? You're going to sleep in it tonight. But it's like that. I don't even like my brain doesn't even function that way. I get up and the bed is made every single day. Just like every single evening, I plan my day in my planner, you know, so it just has to become part of your routine. It's not like you have to think about brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth, right? So don't be scared of can I do this? Just get started. It's going to be hard at first. Again, you have to figure out you know, how long it takes you to do things, what's important to you, what your goals are, all of that. And if you have to take a step back and figure out your goals first, do it. It's not like, it's not like you have to do it today. Like take your time, do your brainstorming, figure out your goals, really think about where you want to be in 30 days. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? Where do you want to be in 10 years? You know, I, I already said this in the first episode, but the most valuable thing that we have is time. And it's not like dorky or weird or, you know, you're not controlling because you care about time management. It's the most important thing that we have. So that's where I wanted to start. The most important thing to me. I love my pen to paper and, um, you know, it's not like I'm carrying it around with me all day. You just put it on the nightstand or keep it in your office. It's not a big deal, but get started. Let me know how it goes. Or if you already do a planner and you have some other tips or tricks or things you love, I want to hear it. And, um, I'm so excited for these episodes. This is like technically the first 
real episode because the last one was more of just like an intro. So yay, one of many. All right, guys, I'm super excited. This first episode, for those that have been with me for a while, have heard me talk about this, and it is really the importance of pen to paper, managing your time. Uh, That whole world has truly changed my ability to not lose my mind (laughs) and to succeed. And let me explain to you why. So first and foremost, studies have shown that pen to paper, the way that you process information is different. You're able to remember things better. Look it up. It's like a whole thing. And what is happening in our society and the way that we function today is that we have removed pen and paper. As we know, everything's done on the computer, our phones, iPad, we're watching TV, you know, all the things, even our, our cars are like smart cars now. Like we're, we're, there are people that legitimately don't write on paper almost ever. And you know, I just think it's so sad. Like, I think we kind of have to get back to basics a little bit, but it really truly has changed how I function. And let me tell you why and how I do it and how you can do it to not only hit your goals, but find a good balance in life, which I think ultimately is the bigger goal, right? So this whole thing started when my youngest was born. When he was born, he was not an easy baby. He would not sleep really well. He wanted to be held all the time. And I had a newborn. I had a one-year-old because they were two under the age of two. And then my oldest was six. So you can go ahead and imagine what kind of survival mode I had put myself in. And then of course the baby that wouldn't sleep. So that was real fun. And I went to like a therapist. I forget what it was, but it was basically me being like, this must be postpartum depression. Like this is not normal. I'm like losing my mind. And after the first meeting with her, she said, you have anxiety and extreme sleep deprivation. And I was like, what? Like just the word anxiety was foreign to me. I had never experienced it. And then this whole like extreme sleep deprivation. I was like, that sounds a really fancy way of just saying I'm tired. Uh, But basically she explained the combination was what was making me lose my mind. So she said, you need to get sleep. You have to sleep. So I had to like cut out my early morning workouts and just, just try to sleep as much as possible, which was like not happening. Now looking back, I'm like, regardless of money or anything, I should have got help. You know, like looking back, I'm like, that was so stupid. Like I should have got help. I should have got sleep for a few months. Like I really should have done it differently. But I think it was almost like a pride thing. Like I can do this motherhood thing. Like I've got this all by myself or whatever, you know, whatever. Because my husband would go to work and I'd be alone with the little ones. But for me, part of trying to gain control and get things back to normal I was like, okay, I'm going to get a planner. (laughs) So I remember I ordered this, 
actually really expensive leather planner online. I think it was like $80 or something crazy. Now I'm like, don't do that. Just get like a notebook. But I got this planner. It came and I was like, that's it. Like I'm going to plan our days. I'm going to get organized. We're going to figure this out. Like we can't live like this. And the planner came. Of course, you can plan your days all day long and babies are going to, you know, mess that up real quick. And definitely your nights make no sense. But that was where I'd started. And even though I couldn't plan things perfectly with babies and that stage of my life, it started to get me to think hour by hour, every half an hour, every 15 minutes and start to really see where my day was going. So that was kind of the start of it. The other thing I did when that planner came was I started to plan goals for my 30s because I was about to turn 30. So Rush came in June. My birthday September. I turned 30. Uh, Rush is my youngest. And I was like, okay, I did pretty much all the things I wanted to do in my 20s. What do I want to do in my 30s? And so that also became a big part of this planner where I was brainstorming and trying to figure out kind of these big, big goals for the next decade. So that's where this whole thing came from and truly changed my life. I honestly dedicate a lot of my success with my business and with other things in my life to it all coming back to this time management piece. So here's what I do. And it's been six, seven years now of doing this. I have a planner and every night before I go to bed, I sit down and I plan my next day. So the first thing I do, I obviously plug in the things that are already planned. So let's say I have a doctor's appointment or the kids have a soccer practice or, you know, the things I know have to happen at a certain time in the day, I plug that in first. And then I plan every 30 minutes from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And I think that's super important because a lot of people will plan, quote unquote, their work day, basically nine to five and then leave everything else out. But I think it's super important that you do the whole entire day because you're not only planning work, kids, your workouts, but you're also planning in relaxation, self-care. And then the big one that most adults, especially women, will skip over is fun. It's like, it's almost like we're like, okay, self-care, deal with the kids, do my work, da 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 and then we forget about having fun. So fun needs to get plugged in. I suspect that most women have to take time to actually figure out what fun is for them, myself included. I had to do this. And I think it's really important that you analyze this because society will tell us what we're supposed to think is fun. And then people around us will also tell us what's fun. So for example, uh, for our honeymoon, my husband was scuba certified and we were in Belize, going to Belize Blue Hole, which if you don't know, they're famous for their diving. It's stunning. It's clear waters. It's warm, beautiful sea life. And so he was like, you need to get certified. 
And I'm like, okay. So I got certified. I took the test. I passed, blah, blah, blah. We went diving at the blue hole. And for me, it was a cool experience. Yes. A bucket list check. Yes. Do I consider it fun? No. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. But he thinks it's super fun. Like, it's totally his thing. So that's where you have to kind of brainstorm and try things and see, you know, is this something I like? Is this a hobby I want to do? Do I really enjoy this? Like, I know people that hate massages. I love a good massage. Like, I would totally, I mean, that's more like self-care. But you know what I mean? Like, you, you just have to think outside the box. And I think also a lot of us have to try new things. So make sure you figure out what's fun for you and start plugging that in your days, your weeks, your months. The other thing with doing this, it's going to be really hard at first because you're going to go to plan your day and you're not, you might not even know how long it takes you to do something. For example, you might try to block out time to do laundry and you're like, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes, 15 minutes. Like how long does it take to fold laundry, put it away, hang everything? I don't know. It's probably different for everyone. It probably depends how much laundry you're doing. So my next tip is to time yourself. You know how long it takes you to get from your house to work, to be on time. You know how long your workouts are. Most people know it's like 45 minutes. It's an hour. Some people like to do an hour and a half. My husband does like these like crazy long workouts. I'm like, what are you doing in there for an hour and a half? But like he knows like that's his thing. He likes to do a really long cardio and his weights. And that's his thing. For me, 45 minutes is like the sweet spot, maybe an hour. But we know these things because we've timed ourselves. You timed yourself driving to the kid's school knowing that, that you don't want them to be late, right? So why are, why are we not doing this with everything else in our life, right? So I challenge you to start planning your days, but also know it's going to be really hard at first because you don't know how long it takes you to do most tasks. And if you And once you start timing yourself, you will start to see, oh, this doesn't even take that long. Um, you know, for example, uh, after the kids leave in the morning and the kitchen is a mess and dishes everywhere and we just had breakfast and da, 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 it takes me probably 12 minutes to put the dishes away, clean up, wipe the counters, put everything back in its place, push the chairs in, you know, put everything literally back in place. I know now that it takes like 12 minutes and it's no big deal. Where before it's like, you're just like, oh, look at this mess. I don't have time for this, right? So as you get going, it's going to take time, but start timing yourself. And you will start to see how quickly you can fill silly tasks into empty spaces. So that's huge. Don't get discouraged if at the beginning you're planning your days and your days start to go sideways. It's just because you've never done it before. You've never been consistent with it. And again, you don't know how long things take. So there is a little bit of a a learning curve. It takes time. The other thing I really like to do is highlight by color each tap, like each thing you're doing. So for example, have everything work-related be yellow. Everything kids and family is green. Everything fun is purple. And then what happens is when you look back on your days, your weeks, your months, if you're a visual person like me, you can start to see, oh, wow, 
there's a lot of yellow and it's time to have a little more balance. Or, wow, when's the last time I hung out with my friends? It's been three weeks. It's been six weeks. It's been whatever. So it starts to become really eye-opening. For me, when I started doing that piece of it, I noticed that I thought I was working out and moving my body more than I was. So that was big. Where I was like, oh, okay, I'm not working out as much as I thought I was. And for me, I like to you know, working out, moving my body is all kind of one thing. So one day it might be walking the dog. The next day it's weights. The next day it's doing Legree on our, I have a, we have a gym here at our house, by the way, if you can get a gym in your home, it's game changer. I mean, I've saved so much time just driving back and forth to a gym or to a studio. Um, So yes, we got a Legree machine, which is basically kind of like Pilates, but it's not So yeah, I try to mix it up where I'm moving my body every day now, but it doesn't have to be like a hardcore workout where before I think I was doing a harder workout, but it wasn't consistent. And now I try to move my body every day. So when you start to plan your day and then possibly do the color coding that, you know, that's kind of like give or, you don't have to do that piece, but it's kind of, some people love it back to being visual. Um, And then some people, you know, they could take it or leave it. But either way, as you start planning your days, it's huge. You start to see, okay, I thought I was doing good, but I'm wasting three hours looking at TikTok. You know, it's like, why? Why are you wasting your evenings doing something so silly when you could be having fun with your husband or, um, you know, reading a book or doing a project you want to do when the kids are not bothering you or, you know, whatever, So really, this just gets you to a place where you're not wasting time on things that don't matter. I think a lot of times when we think about time management and planners, we instantly think more hustle, more work. But in reality, the more structured you become, the more time you have to relax, to have fun, to do self-care, to do nothing. I mean, um, you know, you're able to plan in having a cup of tea and looking out the window like bizarre right like most people that hustle and are busy they're like what I don't have time for that but you're gonna get there you just have to start structuring your days the other thing that happened with me being structured like this and planning my days was I became a better communicator where I was able to say to my staff or my kids or my husband you know, hey, I really need this by three o'clock tomorrow because I need to get this project done on social media before my kids come home from school. Or I could say to my husband, like, look, I have to do X, Y, and Z tomorrow, but, you know, Mason has a baseball game and da-da-da, let's plan our day. And everything just goes more smoothly because I'm able to communicate to the people in my life, these are the things I need to get done. These are the priorities. Let's figure this out. Um, the other thing I was doing, so I actually switched this a little bit, but I was, what I was doing originally was I was planning out what I'm going to eat for the day, the night before. And that was huge because I was able to just kind of roll through my day, eat healthy, take care of myself and not think about it. I hated planning food and cooking and all of that. What I do now that has actually worked really well for the family is we grocery shop every Wednesday and Sunday and I meal I plan out our meals 
between grocery trips. So if I'm shopping on a Wednesday, I'm planning the meals for, so the groceries will show up on a Wednesday. So we'll have dinner Wednesday night. I'll have to figure out the meals for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday's lunch, and then more groceries show up Sunday. So that has completely been a game changer for the whole family because my husband knows what's happening for dinner. The kids know what's happening if they ask, which sometimes they don't even care to ask. And I don't have to think about food at all because it's already been planned and it's already been ordered and it shows up at our door or sometimes I go in person. But, you know, again, it saves time. And if I'm planning and I'm looking and I'm ordering, I'm not grabbing like pointless snacks and things like that, you know? The other trick I want to say with food that I love is when you're going to like, let's say you're going to go meet your girlfriends for lunch tomorrow. Look at the menu ahead of time and see, okay, I'm really trying to be healthy after this lunch with my friends. I have a bunch of things I want to get done. I don't want to feel sluggish. I don't want to feel tired or bloated. So I know I'm going to get like the chicken chop salad. So when I walk in and I order, I know what I'm going to get. Where what happens if you don't do that ahead of time? You sit down with a group of people, you're starving, you don't really have time to look at the menu, everyone's chit-chatting, and then they're ordering burgers and you order a burger and then by two o'clock you're falling asleep because you had this huge greasy lunch that you didn't really even want in the first place. So that's my little tip on like eating out. You know, you don't have to like eat perfectly. That's not, that's not my point at all. But if you have certain health goals, fitness goals, everyday hustle goals, then you probably want to think about these sorts of things. And when you start to plug food into your daily planning, then it takes all the guesswork out of it. So that's been really huge too. The other thing I love to do is have a notebook. The notebook The first thing I do is I plan my goals for the year on the first page, which is what we talked about at the beginning. Um, You can do that right now. Get a notebook tomorrow and just plan out your goals for the rest of the year. Does not have to be January 1st, you know, that whole thing. But just put all your goals down. It could be a small goal. It could be a big goal. Maybe you want to run a half marathon. Maybe you want to organize your whole home. Maybe it's a small, you know, whatever. Just put it all in there. And really it kind of, it's almost like therapeutic because you get it out of, off your mind and you're like, okay, these are my goals. This is what I'm going to do. And you can always look back on it too, because it's at the beginning of your notebook. And then I like to make my to-do lists and from the to-do list, make other to-do lists. So for example, let's say something on your to-do list is to rebuild your website for your business. Take that bullet item off your to-do list and make its own to-do list. So what is it going to take for you to build this new website? You're probably going to want a photographer to come take all new photos. You Maybe you want to talk to a graphic designer about updating your logo and your branding because it's super dated. Maybe you need to hire someone to do some coding for you because you don't know how to do the specific coding that you need for the site. Um, maybe you want to meet with your team and brainstorm on what could be functioning better on the site, right? So you make this other to-do list on this one project and you're able to stay focused on all the tasks needed so that then you can go back to your big to-do list and cross that item off when you're finally done. 
So that's a big one I love to do in notebook. The other thing I like to do is brainstorm. Um, I think here's what here's what happens. I think we get older and a lot of this stuff goes to the wayside. Critical thinking goes away, brainstorming, being creative, all that kind of goes to the wayside. And I think we really need to bring it back. You don't have, I mean, this isn't just for people that run a business or they're into marketing and branding or they're artists or musicians or whatever. It could be anything. And sometimes it all it, all it takes is pen to paper and just, just free flow your thoughts. And all of a sudden you go, oh, this all clicks. This all came to something. Um, a good example I have, I did a big brainstorming session when I launched my business, Lemon. I didn't know it was going to be called Lemon. I just knew I wanted to open a gift shop and I needed to figure out the logistics of what the business is going to be called. And you have to have a business name before you can officially become a business. So I remember taking my notebook. I would write different you know, names down. I would say them out loud to see what it sounds like. And then I was also doodling like logos. And, you know, for example, when I liked the name Lemon, I was writing it in cursive. I was writing it in bold. I was writing it in all caps. I was trying to think visually, what is it going to look like? Um, Side note for anyone that's trying to come up with a brand, it's really important that you think of all aspects of it. Not only what's the name going to be, what is it going to sound like? Is it easy to spell? Can, can someone look at it and remember it by not only reading it, but maybe some sort of visual? Um, what colors do you want? Like all the things become your brand and all the things matter. Um, one of my businesses had our last name attached to it and no one could spell it. No one could say it. No one like it was like this whole thing. It's um, our last name is Weymouth. And it was like, what's the name of the business? So, you know, it's like thinking of things that are easy to spell and remember and all these things. So I really did have to brainstorm and write everything down. The biggest thing that came out of that brainstorming session was not only that I chose the name Lemon for my store, but I started drawing what I wanted the logo to look like. I just started getting this visual of what I wanted and I took a picture of the drawing and I sent it to the graphic designer and said, I want something like this. And to this day, that's our logo. That's our sign. And I love it still to this day. And I always think like, God, if I wouldn't have brainstormed and I wouldn't have like drawn out these ideas and I would have just let a graphic designer give me ideas what we probably wouldn't have even had this logo you know what i mean like it's really interesting to think that it all came from me doodling in a notebook so don't shy away from it it's not childish it's it really gives us um control over our thoughts where we can somehow get it out on paper and i think you know a lot of people will also do gratitude journals for this reason where they're able to put things out and positivity out into the world and it makes them look at things in a better way. Um, I know a lot of therapists will also tell their patients to write their feelings down. 
And I think there's something to do with getting your feelings out on paper and actually writing it and seeing it and doing it that releases, you know, negative feelings or anger or sadness. You know, it's, it's, I think it's really interesting if you really think about it. Um, the other thing is I like to unload like to-do lists or thoughts or stressors onto paper before I go to bed so I could sleep better, which I think a lot of people know this trick, but I also think that's part of the beauty of doing the planner is that you do it before you go to bed. So you're planning your day, you have a schedule, you get all your thoughts out, you get your to-do list, you know, listed out or checked off or updated or whatever you need to do. And then that's it. You shut you shut off your mind and you go to bed. And I think also part of the beauty with planning your days is that you're planning your bedtime, you're planning your wake up so that you are starting to see um, that you're not getting enough sleep, plan more sleep time and are you getting quality sleep and things like that that really matter to our overall health and well-being. So I can't even like express to you guys enough how much this whole thing has changed my life. I, I had someone once say to me, oh yeah, I always get a planner and then like I just don't do it. Like I just, this doesn't work for me. And I'm like, well, yeah, you have to do it. You can't just like buy a planner and then have it just sit there collecting dust. You have to make an effort every single day to sit down and plan your days. It's kind of like getting a gym membership and then not going to the gym. It's like, well, obviously it's not going to work if you don't do it, you know? It's like, but it's funny because we, we make it up in our mind that like, oh, it doesn't work for me. Like planners don't work for me. It's like, well, that's like, that's like saying like drinking water doesn't work for you. Like you, you know, it's like, well, you have to train yourself to drink a lot of water and eliminate the other drinks that you're drinking. You know, it's like everything is building habit and it's almost like a muscle you have to do. And I'm not going to lie. Like I have periods of time where I get away from the planner and then I, I notice a difference and then I go back to it, especially kind of being like in between with lemon, with closing California before launching here in Tennessee, there has been a little bit of like, what's the point, you know, but there's always a point. Um, I used to only do the planner for work days, Monday through Friday. And then as the kids got older and we got into sports and all these activities, I was like, we have to do it on the weekend too. And even if you're trying to have like a lazy day with the kids, for example, I still like to plan the day. You know, like let's say you want to have like an ice cream party with the kids at the house. Well, you still have to plan for that. You have to go get the ice cream and the toppings and the cones. And, you know, it's like everything in life still takes a little bit of planning, you know? So it's like, yeah, plan those lazy days, but plan it. That's the key word, plan it. You know, the one, like I think the one way I could explain it best to people that maybe like are still like, I don't know, I don't get it. It's like, think about when you were in high school and you had a schedule and the, you know, you'd go like first period and then the bell would ring and you know, you're going to second period. And like, you know, that second period is math and you know that you have a math test today. And then, you know, your next period is English. Uh, You know, it's like you had a schedule. You never, there's no stress. You just got up, you did your thing, you did, you know, I used to wake up really early in high school and go to gymnastics practice first. 
and then go to school. But I had this like beautiful routine and there was no stress and I would just run through my days. Like it was just so perfect. But that sort of structure that children need, we as adults need too. Maybe it doesn't need to be as structured. We don't need a teacher telling us what to do and a bell ringing. But we have to make our own schedules, especially if you work for yourself or you have this like flexibility to your day. You can really fall victim to wasting time and then being really stressed out at 4, 5, 6 p.m. because you didn't do anything or you didn't do enough all day, you know? So being able to structure your days it gives you this like relief by the end of the day you're like whew i did all the things including rest and now i get to plan my day tomorrow it's almost like you get more excited you're like oh let me plan my day tomorrow like i want to get like a really good workout in let me see if i can plan it do i have time for one you know like it's you get kind of pumped on it so this is my big one if this is for everybody, but especially if you're struggling with hitting some of your goals, if you feel stuck, like this, this is step one, like, and, and it's such a good continuous step. Like it's not something, it's almost like waking up in the morning and making your bed every single day. And sure, someone could say, what's the point? You're going to sleep in it tonight. But it's like that. I don't even like my brain doesn't even function that way. I get up and the bed is made every single day. Just like every single evening, I plan my day in my planner, you know? So it just has to become part of your routine. It's not like you have to think about brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth, right? So don't be scared of, can I do this? Just get started. It's going to be hard at first. Again, you have to figure out you know, how long it takes you to do things, what's important to you, what your goals are, all of that. And if you have to take a step back and figure out your goals first, do it. It's not like, it's not like you have to do it today. Like take your time, do your brainstorming, figure out your goals, really think about where you want to be in 30 days. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? Where do you want to be in 10 years? You know, I, I already said this in the first episode, but the most valuable thing that we have is time. And it's not like dorky or weird or, you know, you're not controlling because you care about time management. It's the most important thing that we have. So that's where I wanted to start. The most important thing to me. I love my pen to paper and, um, you know, it's not like I'm carrying it around with me all day. You just put it on the nightstand or keep it in your office. It's not a big deal, but get started. Let me know how it goes. Or if you already do a planner and you have some other tips or tricks or things you love, I want to hear it. And, um, I'm so excited for these episodes. This is like technically the first real episode because the last one was more of just like an intro. So yay. One of many, 